This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, and I'm with Alex. Alex, how are you? Awesome, man. Very excited about today. I'm very excited as well. We have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Ron Legrand on the podcast. The one and only. He's a legend. I'm so excited about this. Absolutely. Well, at least around That's how I got my start. (laughs) Ron, what did you say? Not around your house? I I said a legend around my house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So anyway... um, Glad you're here, Mr. Ron Legrand. Is it okay to call you Mr.? I don't. I feel like I don't want to call you Ron. Yeah, nope. You can call me Ron. <laughs> Guys, who has not heard of Ron Legrand? He's been around forever. Normally, Alex and I, we shoot the breeze a little bit, Ron, but we don't want to waste your time because we know it's really valuable at the beginning of this podcast. We're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Ron, when did you, when did you start getting involved in real estate? You've been in it for, in the business for a long, long time, haven't you? 34 years, actually. 1982. I was a dead broke mechanic and decided I didn't want to work in the hot Florida sun anymore and started looking for a way out and found it when I saw an ad that said, come learn how to buy real estate with no money or credit. And of course, that one appealed to me because I had neither one of those. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, it all started with a washing machine. My wife of 17 years had a washing machine that broke down. She asked me to buy her a new one. We got in an argument, and I didn't want to buy her a new one. I could barely make ends meet. And went to bed mad and woke up the next morning and said to myself, what an idiot. Is this the best you can do in life? And literally that uh, one argument started me looking. And, of course, wasn't too long. I found something that interested me and went down, checked it out. Next thing you know, three weeks later, I had my first check for $3,000. So that was the beginning for me. Uh, difference between me and most folks is I just kept on going where most folks will go back to work and forget about it. Yeah. That was 1982. Yes, sir. Who was president at 19? Was it Reagan? Uh, Reagan, yes. Okay. Speaking of presidents, can you believe <laughs> what happened last I can, night? I can believe. That is I can absolutely. believe it. I believed it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible, isn't it? I, I'm just it's incredible. I heard somebody say, uh, those of you that don't know, we're talking about the election, the presidential election. Um, somebody said something interesting. I thought um, that they said the left and the media took Trump literally, but not seriously. His supporters, Trump supporters, took him seriously, but not literally. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yep. The, uh, now, be careful, Joe, because I'm sure we got some Democrats listening today. <laughs> I got to tell you a story. But that I was, was down getting an iPad a while ago, yeah. and, I, and, was, and this young guy waited on me, and I said, oh, oh, are you happy or sad today? He said, I am devastated. Mm. He says, I am so devastated, I don't know that I can go the rest of, do the rest of the day's work. And that's literally, that's how it affected this young man. And finally, he admitted, well, I guess we're all going to be okay, regardless of who got elected. We'll get through. And, you know, that's general attitude. I mean, look, for half the country, huge, huge loss. But honestly, regardless of who got elected, we're going to be all right. Yeah, we are. I would be saying, I would be totally agreeing with you, even if 
the person I didn't vote for won. If if I was to put my uh, two cents out there, I would say even if Trump didn't work out, at least for this four years here, we don't have yep. to worry about justices that will be put in place that will just totally turn our country in yeah. a direction that is unturnable All right, after well, it's done. <laughs> this okay, is, well, this isn't Fox. This isn't that's Fox right. News. That's right. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't we, have brought that up. We probably ought to talk just, about <laughs> how folks can take it, take advantage of, uh, yes. regardless of whatever economy you are, make that's sure right. no recession in their house. Yes. Yeah. So, Ron, you were, you've, you've seen, you've been in the business for a long time. You've seen a lot of mm-hmm. market cycles up and down and sideways and hot five. and cold and five cycles. Wow. Five, five cycles. Does it matter, Ron, what direction the market is no. going? No. Not for the educated. There's never been a year in my 34 that we couldn't buy all the houses that we wanted to buy, mm-hmm. regardless of the, the economic climate or the interest. Gosh, when I started, guys, the interest rates were 18% interest. Wow. I mean, it was a mess. Uh, and you couldn't give a house away. We bought, I bought 23 in my first six months, not really having a clue what I was doing. And I passed 3,000 houses, gosh, probably 10 years ago. I quit counting, don't really care anymore. So we, I buy and sell today, to this very day, running 10 different businesses. I oh, still buy gosh. two to four houses a month, sitting around my desk, not working more than five hours a month total in the real estate business. That's amazing. You, and you have, well, it's, you, it's you called have, systems and yeah. delegating. You you have ten different businesses. Yep, last time I counted. Oh my gosh! Three of them are restaurants, which you should probably own. No, no. You know what they say? So, what would be a business yeah. that we would be shocked to know that you were in? Uh, uh, restaurants. <laughs> oh, that is shocking. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I do have three restaurants. It's more of a man thing than it is a business because. It, the, you know, I live on the chunk of theory that the chunk of coming in is supposed to be bigger than the chunk of going out. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting on that to happen in the restaurant industry. But, it, uh, you know, I shouldn't be doing the restaurants. It's just something that I'm playing with. But that's not where I make my money, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Real estate has never let me down. I still make money in that industry today. And, you know, i got a lot of things going. I'm a firm believer in multiple income streams, but real estate is right up there at the top of the list. It just never fails me. You know, that's a great topic to talk about for a little bit, Ron, if I can ask you some more questions about that. Because one of the things I struggle with, in, in, and I think a lot of people do, is um, shiny object syndrome, right? And uh, yep. they see something that's exciting and they, they go after it. They say the definition of mm-hmm. an entrepreneur is somebody who finds something that works and stops doing it and does something else. And That's uh, correct. So, like, what advice do you give to people, Ron, that you know, want to get in real estate, but they're always chasing that shiny object and they want, they, they think that they can do all, all of these other things. Does that make sense? Well, the, the bad news is no matter what shiny object you choose, you're going to face the same problems that you got to fix. And real estate is no different. The smartest thing one could do, no matter what business they're going to get into is learn a little about the business. Do your due diligence, do your homework. I often tell my students, you can't learn how to run a restaurant by eating at one. And I, I can attest to you that's the truth. Can't learn how to, you know, buy and sell houses or do real estate by going to your local club meeting. I mean, even though I support clubs, and one of my gr- businesses is a mastermind group with all the real leaders, a lot of the real leaders in the country. You know, you're you're not going to get the basic training you need to do that business there. 
So I've often said, uh, whatever I do, I'm going to find somebody who's already done it and paid the price and suffered the pain and keep me from having to take, make those same mistakes again, even though I'm, since I'm male, I'm going to insist on making mistakes and reinventing the wheel. It's nothing I can do about it. It's testosterone, just like all other males. Sure. But the older I get, the, the, the more I know, the less I know, and the more I better hang around people to know more if, if I want to succeed in anything I do. Yeah. The, um, you, you, um, I think you, you nailed it on the head earlier when you were talking about systems and the reason why you can do two to mm-hmm. four houses a month as busy as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I get the feeling you're, you're never going to slow down, right? <laughs> well, I'm sooner or later, I'm going to die. Well, until <laughs> that's, then. That's going to slow me down somewhat. Yeah, no. Why would I slow down and do what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can do anything I want to do now. I go on two or three trips a year with my wife because, she, you know, you've been married for 51 years like I have. You've got to do what you're told to do. And, I, you know, I take two or several trips a year. I do what I want. I go kill fish. I used to own a resort in Alaska. I go up there at least once a year. And I used to play golf. I don't play that anymore because my vision was so poor. I, I couldn't see all those where all those beautiful shots I was hitting were landing. So I, I gave up <laughs> on that one. And, you know, there's only so many tourist traps that you can go to. So the truth is, us entrepreneurs, sooner or later, we come to grip with the fact that really what we're here for is to work. And you say I'm busy. I'm really not that busy. The truth is I have very little to do. And that's because I don't do very much. I delegate everything, including real estate. There's only really one thing I do, buying and selling houses, and that's make decisions. That's all I do in any of my businesses. One make decisions and everything else done for me. One of the... um things I think you're most quoted for is uh, the less I do, the more I make. Can you talk a little bit about that? Brand new book. Brand new book by that title in Amazon. Oh, really? Awesome. The less I do, the more I make. And that's what it's all about. Getting out of your own way, letting other people do the the stuff that they can easily do if you let them, which is a very difficult thing for a man. I got to tell you, I mean, it's not easy to turn loose and it's no different from me. But I can tell you when I started getting out in my own way, things started happening. And the more over the years, the more I learned that there's nothing, absolutely nothing that I do that somebody else can't do for a very small amount of money. It's just that most people won't let them. And that's the only way you're ever going to get to the point to where you can do nothing but make decisions. And that's get the best people you can around you and let them do their thing. Doesn't mean they're all going to succeed. Sometimes you have to replace them and change them. In fact, quite often you have to replace them and change them. But if you don't ever take the initiative to get those people in place and make it worth their while. You know, there's an old saying, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Well, (laughs) I I try not to get monkeys, but on the other hand, when I pay folks to, to do things that um, they're in charge of, they got to earn the money or they don't get paid the money. So I always like to share the equity with others and, Geez, even in my restaurants, they get a great big chunk of the net profit, uh, assuming there ever will be one, <laughs> in addition to their in addition to their pay, which, frankly, uh, in that industry, is hard to live on the pay unless you get some kind of incentive. But yeah. um, the more time goes by, the less I want to do. And um, knowing that, the more money I make. And it's true. And that's what that book's all about. Well, I'm definitely hey, Ron, Go ahead, Alex. Let me ask you this. If you had a... Um, somebody that uh, has never um, employed anybody in their life before, let's say they're running a business, mm-hmm. they're wearing all mm-hmm. the hats, what would mm-hmm. be the first thing they need to do to hire well, us? It's, it's, it's not about employees. 
I'm not saying you have to have employees. In fact, that's the last, that's the last place I go because there's, um, for example, here at Global, as my company, Global Publishing, the one that teaches the real estate industry, we have a whole floor full of virtual assistants. And the only reason we have those virtual assistants is to do all the grunt work that our students don't want to do for themselves. And honestly, five years ago, we recognized that fact that the more time goes on, the less people want to do. And I don't blame them, uh, including calling the leads, the FISBO leads, the for sale by owner leads. We track down sellers for them and we call them and we fill out the property information sheet. And when they get leads, they send them to us and we fill them out for them. And that's critical because uh, first step of any success is to locate prospects. So we do it all for them for the most part. So think how important that is to people that are uh, trying to run a, a front end uh, real estate business. Uh, the front end is done for them. So yeah, uh, without, without that grunt work done by somebody else, and it does not have to be an employee. I don't really want anybody to go get employees in this business until they're actually making money and and then decide that they want to make this their business and that will probably require an office and two or three employees. Uh, guys, I got people making seven figures annually and have been for three, four, five years and I don't know any of them that have more than three employees total on their staff. So you just imagine making seven figure. When I say making, I mean that's the money they put in their pocket, <laughs> not the not the amount of houses they sell. Yeah, uh, that's the money they put in their pocket with uh, th three employees, and sometimes some of those are outsourced people like virtual assistants. What I, what you can't get from virtual assistants, you can outsource to other companies to uh, to do for you. For example, uh, Pat Live. There's a company called Pat Live. They take all the inbound calls for our students from sellers, mm -hmm. 24 hours a day, yep. and then forward that information to them. When we put a house on the market to sell it with terms, uh, they call, we have an IVR set up. That's an interactive voice response system. And all the buyers call this automated system and leave all their information, including how much they can put down and how much they can pay per month. That eliminates all the human time-wasting phone calls. So when I say systems, I mean, we got it nailed all the way through from beginning to end. We were literally freed up our folks so they can only concentrate on the few things they got to do. That's really good. You know, Ron, we interviewed um, some students of yours um, a few weeks ago. Um, oh, their name just escapes me. Baz uh, Brazer. Um, they're from St. Louis. Does that name ring a bell? Um, I'll, I'll pull no, up that... in a minute. You've got hundreds, mm -hmm. if not thousands, of students. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, I've got well over a million. Yeah. Um, they, I think they helped you coach for a little while, too. But these guys, they're talking to them um, and hearing their story of where they came from and where they are now. They're now, um, they've been doing pretty, the pretty house business for the last year and a half. And I feel so bad I forget their names. Um, they live here in St. Louis. I just had breakfast with them a couple weeks ago. And I interviewed them on, on the podcast. But they are, they're in the pretty house business. Um, they've got one or two kids. And uh, within about 14 months, they had enough income coming in from their deals. They were doing a lot of uh, sandwich lease options where they're kind of staying in the middle at mm -hmm. pretty houses. They had enough money coming in in just 14 months. They were both able to quit their jobs and work from home. Amazing. I, you know, that's, that's cool. That's I, cool. We I, have, I love our walls are full of ahead. stories like that. I just yeah. said our walls are full of stories like that. I love to hear those stories. And that's residual income. Think about that. That's money they're getting every month. 
uh, that without doing anything, which is something people ought to be thinking about. You know, mm-hmm. what happens when you can't work anymore or don't want to work anymore? Yeah. Uh, you got to go to work. And that's, you know, that's true with uh, people in our industry that they don't really know anything about the terms business or the pretty house business. You know, they wholesale and they rehab and retail, but problem, and I do too. I don't wholesale, but I rehab and retail. In fact, I got one just starting today. Yeah. The problem with that is once you get a check, now what? Then you got to go do it again. And even another problem with that is when they short-term deals, you, you pay short-term capital gains, which is at the highest tax bracket. So that's why we love the terms or pretty house business so much, which we probably ought to explain because I imagine a lot of our listeners don't have any idea what we're talking about, do they? Well, yeah. Talk about why you like pretty houses. What is it about? Why not ugly right. houses? Well, f- first, let me explain what pretty house, what we're talking about. Well, I, again, I do ugly houses. Okay. Uh, let me start with an ugly house. Everybody knows about buying and rehabbing. Let me just give you the numbers on the one I'm doing today. Uh, first of all, I made an offer f- uh, from my iPad. I get a daily feed of properties through Realtors, which anybody can sign up to. I use listingbook.com. Every day, here comes these properties. I pick out the ones I want to make an offer on, and I send an email on what I want to offer. <laughs> all the photos are right there on site. The days of riding around town looking at houses before you make offers are hmm. long gone, over. Yeah. Today, there's just no work in it. And some of those offers, I get about one out of 15 of those offers accepted. Uh, so that's one out of 15 emails I buy a house. So this particular house is one of them. I'm paying $57,000 for it. And it looks like it's going to need about $40,000 worth of work. I just got the estimates. And I'm going to sell it for about one forty-five, dollars give or take, in that area. So the good news is that here's my participation. I made the offer, and I said yes. Then I went out to the house and looked at it, and, and before I put up the $1,000 deposit to make sure I wanted it, and I said go. So I had my team send them the 1000 I've been out to that house one time since to uh, go through the house with the contractor to make the list. I will never go back to that house again. Yeah. After the contractor is through, I will send my personal assistant and the realtor that I hired to sell the houses to qualified buyers to the house to make sure it's finished. And if they say it's okay, it's okay. And from that point on, I list it with a realtor and I don't touch it. The realtor brings me an all-cash qualified buyer. The last three houses I put on the market, guys, we had multiple offers the day we released them. And that's the kind of market we're in right now for that. My average net profit is about $50,000 per house. I only do one or two a month. That's all. But that And that's the ugly house business. Okay. And that's just part of the business. And frankly, that's not my most lucrative part of my business. So... Um, for the opposite, for those who don't know what the pretty house business is, pretty houses are a synonym for terms. Beautiful homes and beautiful neighborhoods. No junk, no rehabs, no money to raise, no short sales, no foreclosures, no distressed sellers ready to blow their brains out. Uh, beautiful homes and beautiful neighborhoods. Uh, but our goal is very simple. We weed out and let the system separate though that percentage of the Houses uh, with owners that will accept terms from the percentage that won't. Now, the percentage that want all cash and full retail price is the majority by far. But the minority will say yes to terms. When I say terms, there's only three kinds. I can either lease it with an option to buy from the seller, or the sell- that's number one. Or two, the seller just deed it to me and walk away. We call that t- uh, taking titles uh, subject to the underlying debt. Or three, we buy it with owner financing, which means we pay the seller and they pay the bank. Those are the only three kind of terms. 
Now, people who don't understand this part of the business will think, my God, who's going to sell on terms today? You know, it's a hot market. Well, let me give you the answer. <laughs> Since our virtual assistants make about 25,000 calls a month for our students around the country, we're able to measure that number. Because right on our property information sheet, we ask the questions, would you consider these terms? Three different questions. And if the answer comes back to yes on any of our terms questions, then we have immediately identified a seller who said they would think or talk about terms. I mean, what percentage do you of the total do you think actually say yes that they would want to talk about terms, guys? I'm going to guess one out of 50. Well, that would be a poor guess. One out of... Alex, as far as how many will accept terms what, what, out of how many? What percentage of the total number of people we get on the telephone do you think will say yes, they would consider terms? I'll say one out of 20. One percent. <laughs> okay, you see, that's, that's the public perception. That's the myth that's rolling around in people's heads. The answer is 31%. Wow. 31%. 31% say yes, they would consider terms. No way. Now, that doesn't mean 31% of them mean it. Yeah. Right. Are they educated what that means? Or just, no, not, you... no, 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 many of them are not yet. But what the point is, 31% clearly have said yes, I don't have to have all cash at full retail price. Okay. And I would consider terms. Now, a lot of those don't mean it. And, and a lot of the people who say no actually do mean it when, this, when they're followed up with our seller. Yeah. The, the the truth is about one out of 15 people who say yes to terms turn into a deal. But the good okay. news is I can have those 15 people right on your desk in a matter of a day. So really this all comes down to is generating leads, most of it done on autopilot, and then making call, reading my scripts to only to those who say yes, and then literally two or three trips to, a, to houses in a month, and you got one or two houses uh, that you buy. And there is no deal that we do that we don't net a minimum of $10,000 on. And to be frank, I won't touch a deal for ten grand. Uh, I just did one recently. I wouldn't either. $50,000 non-refundable deposit from a house. I did one not too long ago where we got $150,000 non-refundable deposit from a tenant buyer in a house. So wow. when you learn that you can deal uh, in uh, three, four, five, six, eight hundred million dollar, million, two million dollar houses just as easily as you can do in a low-end crap, Without risk, you'll discover quickly that the higher-priced house, the bigger down payment or deposit you get from your buyer. And you know, here's another amazing thing that people have a hard time understanding until they see us do it live from, from in front of our class. And you'll be shocked at how many people will sell you the house with nothing down. But they have to be asked properly, really? like everything else. need scripts. And um, very simply, we ask them, may I assume you'll sell with nothing down? And guess what? About a third of them say yes. <laughs> about a third of them Absolutely. say yes <laughs> so when somebody says i'll sell with nothing down you pretty much darn sure got a deal you just got to get the rest of the facts so uh, our people just simply read my scripts the seller makes us the offer the seller answers our questions and quickly we know whether we can work with them or not so you know all of all the guesswork and all of the brain work is pretty much taken out of the business today Ron, where do you think most people struggle in this business? Because you've been in the education business a long time. Um, your mm -hmm. systems are very simple. In fact, um, you a few weeks ago you did a uh, a Saturday workshop. I think it was a Saturday. You did three or four hours mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. of a webinar. I did all day. All day, yeah. yeah. It was phenomenal. Oh, I the webinar. 
You mean the simulcast? Yeah, that was four hours. Yeah, simulcast. And uh, it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I, I bought it. It was really, really good. Um, and the materials that you gave away uh, was I'm, – I'm not being a brown nose yeah, here. I hope you – A lot of stuff. But uh, the stuff but that then, you you gave away yeah. was worth five times as much as what, what you sold it for. Um, well, and nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, the, the systems are so simple, all right? You give them everything that they need. And, and I, I also have a course. I sell it, you know, but – what is it, Ron, that you think, why do people struggle so much to do deals mm -hmm. in this business? What, what is it? Well, first of all, it starts with lack of training uh, because without that, you're always in a cloud. You can't figure out what is a deal and what's not a deal. And when you, one of them comes in and bites you in the fanny, you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So you've got to get the training because, frankly, you're just trying to trick yourself into believing that some miracle is going to happen if you don't. But then after that, the biggest problem we have working with students personally is between their right ear and their left ear. Uh, they come with all kinds of baggage and fears, and, and that's where scripts come in so handy because most of the people that do come into our world can actually read. <laughs> so if they can read, they can get the answers to the questions they need answered. Yeah. And when they get those answers, immediately they determine whether they got a deal or a dud. And, guys, you don't have to call but a handful of people. And when you do and the deals pop up, boy, you'll know they're deals. I mean, they're not hard to recognize. And when I say a deal, my favorite kind are the kind that just keep on producing revenue long after you've done them and then build that residual income like the couple you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And they're not hard to find. They're all, they're all over the place out there. And again, the higher price properties that we work in, the bigger the down payments and deposits we get. I'm sure that it's not hard to understand when you're lease optioning a half a million dollar house to somebody, you can probably get more down than when you're lease optioning them a $100,000 house. Ain't no sure. probably to it. <laughs> so I get, I get paid many times more money for doing the exact same work I do on the low end stuff. The low-end stuff is good for the rehabbing business, but the higher-end stuff is good for the pretty house business. That's two, two totally separate parts of our business. And pretty much everybody coming into our industry gets the ugly house stuff, but they don't get the pretty house stuff until they come get in, and, and train in and clearly understand where the money's at. So the, the training is really important. Uh, you mentioned you do a lot of lease options, and you like nice houses and nice areas. So is there um, – and you do most of your deals in the Jacksonville, Florida area. Is that right? Well, I do my personal deals in Jacksonville, yeah. but we work with students all over the country. Okay. And we train all over the country, and they all bring deals to us, and we work them right in front of them. Nice. Literally, nice. we get on the telephone, call them, make the, make the deal for them, and set them an appointment so they can't check it out to us when they go back home <laughs> to go out to the house and get, get the contract Good. signed. So you teach people <laughs> to, to talk to sellers on the phone, but schedule appointments with them and get them in person, right? If they give us the right answers to the questions, yes. Okay. We do that on the phone. Good, good. So um, what do you do if, like, I, I'm going to guess the median home price in Jacksonville, Florida is about 150000 Would I be right? 185 185 All right. So if, mm -hmm. if you find a $125,000 house that doesn't need any work, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. what do you do with that? And they don't want to sell it for that cash. That depends. Well, that depends. If they want cash, and I don't know, if they want cash, I'm going to buy it at a deeply discounted price or I'm not going to buy sure, it. Sure, sure. But if they'll if they'll if they'll take terms, sometimes we can pay a hundred percent of the value and still make money on it. So you'll do an but, you'll but, offer seller financing, let's say, right? I don't I don't offer. Remember, the sellers make us offers. Okay. What do you, you want? You want to hear that? Yeah, you want to hear really that good. script? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, right on the property information sheet, there's a question on there that says that will you take your equity in monthly installments? 
<laughs> that thing comes back yes about 30% of the time. Wow. That seller just told me before I even get the uh, talk to them on the telephone that they would consider taking monthly payments or our owner financing. So now let me get them on the phone. All right, you're my seller, Joe. Okay. Hello. Okay. I'm going to ask you all. Uh, well, okay. I, uh, Joe, I'm calling you. Um, you're talking to my assistant about uh, uh, your house the other day. And yeah. um, my information is you indicated that you would consider taking monthly payments for your equity. Is that correct? Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, that means I make you a monthly payment until we get you paid off sometime in the future. Hmm. So, but I... I mean, you, my... you, you sell your house and I take over all the responsibilities of it from that point on. But you, you must be willing to take monthly payments until you get cashed out. Boy, I, what if I need my money to buy another house? Then I can't help you. Um, well, why don't you just come on over and look at the house and we can talk about it. Well, I would be happy to once you tell me that you would consider terms. <laughs> That's really good. Um, okay, so terms like. So why don't I you say to, yes? So I can fin- yes. Why don't you say yes? So I can finish my script here. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. By the way, no, there ain't no question you're going to ask me. I can't answer for you. Know, and listen, you're either in or you're out. It's called pre-screening. Yeah. Remember, we only deal with the people who want to deal with us, and we whack the rest at lightning speed. So if you don't tell me you're interested in taking a monthly payment, this conversation is going to end pretty soon. Interesting. So you're, you're pulling away. All right. So now, I, I am now let's just say you yeah. said, okay, all right. Well, listen, uh, if we can agree upon the terms, what is the least you can take for the house, Joe? Well, Zillow says it's worth 125 I, I would take 110 for it. Okay. And may I assume you'll sell with nothing down? Well, uh, <laughs> I need some money to move. I, I got to get uh, a moving truck. And, and Okay, uh, well, what is the least you could take down if I take over your debt and pay all your closing costs, Joe? Boy, I need, a, I need at least a couple thousand dollars. How, how soon can I get it? All right. Well, as soon as you and I agree upon terms, I can close when you're ready. Oh, interesting. Okay, so. How soon do you want it? Uh, as soon as possible. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta okay. move. So your payment. So your payment is eight hundred and forty-eight dollars a month. I yes. assume that's okay. I'll make that until sometime we get you paid off. Fair enough. Wow. Okay. Like so. When will that be? Until I'm. Well, paid I don't off? know. How long can you give me? Um. Well, I mean, I have. I have uh, about. I mean, I'm years. taking over your debt and making your payments, Joe. I mean, really, what difference does it make? You're not going. You don't have any money coming. I'm pretty much buying it for what you owe on it, right? Yeah. Um, Plus so you, whatever. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> so generally, I just take over your debt and pay your closing costs, and you go on about your life. Is that fair? Yeah, that's good. That's fair. All right. Okay. Well, based on that, um, are you the only owner of the house? Yes. Okay. So if I come out and take a look and I like what I see and we agree on the terms, you're ready to sell your house and get some paperwork done while I'm there? That's a great question, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be willing to do that. Uh huh. All right. What time do you want to see me? Five o'clock tonight. Con- conversation over. That's fantastic. And by the way, I love that last question because you never go to a seller's house unless they tell mm-hmm. you they're willing to do business mm-hmm. while you're there. That only took me... It only took me about 100 wasted visits to figure that out, Joe. Yeah. And by the way, who just made whom the offer? Well, you were asking the right questions, and I just had to say yes. That's right. I didn't offer you squat. You made me the offer. That's interesting. It's, it's, amazing, what, 
It's amazing how scripts work, isn't it? And it's really simple. I mean, um, I would have thought uh-huh. that using the, really word, the word terms would trip a lot of sellers up, but you, you use that a lot. Well, I, 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 you didn't hear me use the word terms to the seller. Uh, well, you did, if I could agree upon the terms, but that's after we had the conversation to, that when you asked, what's this seller financing stuff? Okay, okay. I said, I'm going to make you a monthly payment until I pay you off. And that's all the explanation you need. <laughs> wow. That's really simple. Well, you just sold me your house with nothing down. Now you said it's worth a hundred and a quarter, and and you owed one hundred and ten on it. So what do you think I'm going to do with it when I get it? You you're going to um, rent it out, and if you have, I'm going to I'm no, I'm going to lease option it out to a qualified tenant buyer, which means their credit is probably isn't good, but they got money, and I, I would put a price of about one thirty four nine on your house. And I would not put anybody in with less than $10,000 out of their pocket, and I expect to get more than that, and generally do. Hmm. And your monthly payment, I'm going to probably get three, dollars $400 a month more than what you're paying. And in your deal, Joe, it will go on for years. So what we just created was what I call a golden goose. Keeps laying golden eggs. You gave me your house. I raised the price because I can with terms. Anything you sell with terms is worth more than anything you sell with cash. And the market will pay it gladly and not even discuss it or argue about it because 80% of the people who, who, who are buying, trying to buy a house cannot qualify. Yeah. But they can to me as long as they got some money to put down and I think they can afford the monthly payment. And I think they move into the house and hopefully in time uh, they get whatever is broke, fixed, and so they can go get a new loan. That or they move. If they move, they forfeit their deposit. I go do it again and again and again. Yeah. And I'm, by the way, anytime I put a lease option tenant buyer in a house, they do 100% of the repairs. It's a condition of their option. Are they no getter the keys? So I don't do any repairs on these houses either. Yeah, that's amazing. And even if a house has no equity in it, Ron, you can still do something with that deal, can't you? Well, of course, because I'm going to artificially inseminate the equity. <laughs> That's a great way. To- I'm always, I'm always wow. going to raise the price. <laughs> My compensation come, sometimes comes from the amount of, of I raise the price, especially when you get up in the higher priced houses, Joe. Yeah. I mean, you give me a half a million dollar house. I send 10 appraisers to that house. I promise you there's a hundred thousand dollars difference between those 10 appraisers. Hmm. That price is whatever I say it is. Yeah. And if the market agrees to it, that's what it's, that's what the price is. That's how you determine the value of anything, whatever the buyer is willing to pay. And remember, I'm selling on terms. What difference does it make what it appraises for? Nobody's getting an appraisal. Yeah, I heard a guy explain this really well just the other day. He said, um, you know, would you agree that if a house had granite countertops, it would be worth more than a house that didn't have granite countertops? And if uh, if a house had um, uh, a swimming pool and really nice landscaping, wouldn't it be more than a house that didn't? So wouldn't a house that offered financing – be worth more than a house that didn't offer financing. Anything uh, inside and outside of real estate is worth more on terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So um, the question I was asking about if the house doesn't have any equity, um, that may be not a deal that you want to stay in the middle of. So uh, you, you developed a, a really amazing concept. You called it Axe. Well, could you touch on what that is real quick? Mm-hmm. Well, that stands for Assignment of Contracts and Terms System Acts. Uh, honestly, I don't do them anymore okay. because we, we built that thing back five years ago when 40% of the houses were over leveraged. 
And so we found a way to make money even on over leveraged houses because we could put them under contract for what's owed on them and then flip it to somebody else for even more so they could get into a house. Uh, plenty of axe deals are done out there every day, but I just, frankly, I, I, I'm going to stay in it. Yeah. Even if I got no monthly cash flow in it and I got no equity in it, remember, I'm going to raise the price to get my front end down payment. And again, the higher priced property, the bigger amount I can get up front. So I might make a bunch of money just by increasing the price for whatever that amount is, even if it's 100% financed. So if I raise the price on a half million dollar house by 50 grand, that 50 grand goes right in my pocket. Now, if somebody gives me $50,000 and even though they might be paying me the same amount I'm paying out and I have no equity in it, let's don't forget two things. Number one, debt pays down every single month. Number two, values go up. And number three, that tenant buyer, just because they gave me 50 grand, that doesn't mean they're actually going to buy. And do not ever be under the assumption just because somebody gives you a lot of money, they're guaranteed to buy. It's just not the case. Yeah. And remember, if they move, they forfeit that 50 grand, signed off on in front of an attorney in blood. So they're clearly aware of it. And believe it or not, Joe, they don't even call and ask for a refund because they know they're not going to get it. Yeah, and, and so, that's really good. You use attorneys and title companies to close your deals. I use attorneys to close my deals, all of them, buying and selling or lease optioning. Yeah, that's good. I use title companies to check the title that they do not close, attorneys close, as they should. Now, why do you do that? Because, you you know, you have the contracts. Do you really Several need attorneys? Several reasons. Yeah. Several reasons. Number one, I want the buyer and the seller to sit in front of a professional so they know the deal was done right. Number two… I want all of the documentation in place for state and local and federal. Make sure we got no problems with the law or legal issues. Number three, if I ever uh, come back, have a comeback from the buyer or the seller, if I've had an attorney close this transaction, that's pretty much going to be the end of that case when the other side finds out it was closed with an attorney. Yeah. And number four, most of the half the time, at least, my tenant buyers are paying for the attorney. They don't even cost me anything. Why wouldn't I use them? Yeah. In other words, why don't we let people do what they do best and get out of the way and let them do it so we can do what we do best? Yeah, it also gives you more credibility. You, you mentioned that in just a yes. different way. But, yes, you know, people, and a lot of people confuse that with title companies. Why don't I just let title company do that? A lot of reasons. Number one, title companies are not going to represent you in court. They're not responsible for whatever happens to you. They may not even apologize. And two, in many states, a title company cannot close a legal transaction like this unless they are issuing title insurance. Hmm. And I don't buy title insurance on these pretty terms deals. I don't have anything invested. Why buy title insurance? Yeah. So literally, an attorney is cheaper than a title company. And better. That's fast. And better. My transactions cost $400 per transaction to close, whether I'm getting in or getting out. Do you, and again, half the time, I don't pay that. Do you use mm -hmm. a third-party escrow service to collect the rents, pay the mortgage? Collect payments? Yeah. I don't internally, but I do have one. I use a, a company called Escrow Serve that uh, can do that for $15 a month, and they'll do it nationwide, and they'll do it on lease options and owner finance deals. Escrow Serve. Make Good. the payment and send everybody a state. Yeah, Escrow Serve. Now, it's E-S-C-R-O-S-E-R-V.com. Okay. It's interesting. I'll look at that. Um. Ron, I wanted to ask you another question here about lease options. It's, I've, I've loved lease options. You know, they allow you to control property without owning it. Um, I know the answer to this, but I'd be curious to know how you approach it. Uh, the whole seasoning issues with FHA or with bank financing. Mm -hmm. When a tenant buyer gets ready to mm -hmm. buy the house, 
you know, it has to be mm-hmm. seasoned for 90 days. How do you, mm-hmm. what do you do with that? Simple. First of all, I do not like lease options from the seller. I do everything I can to avoid them. Okay. I convert them into owner financing deals. And I'll tell you how in a second, but I can tell you almost anybody that'll lease option in the house would rather sell it to you with owner financing. Hmm. Therefore, you own it. Deed transfers to your trust, your land trust, which is how we take title. Okay. So you want so if if the property information sheet comes in and there's a yes on the lease purchase question, here's how I segue. I say, Joe, I see you checked yes that you'd be interested in lease optioning the house, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, would you rather lease it or would you rather sell it, Joe? Oh, I'd rather sell it. Well, okay. Well, I'd rather buy it as long as you you can take monthly payments until you're paid off. <laughs> so we just jumped into the owner financing mode. We're out of lease options totally. And in fact, I just did a lesson, lease option versus owner financing here. And we we'll, we will be putting that on our Gold Club site here pretty soon. By the way, that's ronsgoldclub.com, ronsgoldclub.com. Uh, and that's, that's one of them. Every week I do a lesson and we put it up there. Hundreds of them up there. Ronsgoldclub.com. I've been. I'll even give you a better one. Okay. I'll even give you a better one. Uh, all your listeners go to ronsdollardeal.com and they can download my entire wholesale course for a dollar. A dollar. Wow. As long as they join, as long as they join the Gold Club, which is only fifty nine dollars a month, and they get a thirty day trial, and there's an, I mean, it's the best bargain in real estate. Hundreds of hours of lessons on there. All my forms and agreements are on there. It's just massive, massive uh, place for all of our students to to go and communicate with us and all, everything you'd expect to see to for real estate investors for, to helping them getting through their businesses. So it's a shameless bribe. We're giving away my wholesale course for a dollar to get people to join the Gold Club and try it out. Well, it's not a shameless bribe. It's a very good bribe. <laughs> and because uh, uh, Ron, I've seen your stuff. Um, you, you're one of the, uh, the good guys out there. There's a lot of guys teaching real estate that don't uh-huh. really practice it. There's a lot of guys that just copy, um, other material. Yeah. They, they're not really uh, in the trenches doing deals. I know most of them are, most of them is my material. <laughs> they're stealing your material. <laughs> I, uh, I've trained about 75% of the trainers, Joe. Uh, one of the ladies that you were training, um, I, I trained before. Mm-hmm. I was talking to her in Cincinnati the other day, Kathy Kennebrook. Um, oh, Kathy, yeah, her yeah. go way back. She's a riot. She's hilarious. Um, yes, she's got. She's a hoot. Now she's. I, I should clarify. I'm not putting her in the category of copying your stuff. Um, but, oh no, but, she didn't copy my stuff. No, 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 no. I know that. Uh, but she's. Uh, she's been. There's so many people I know that have been trained by you, that are now doing deals and helping other people do deals. Um, you. Uh, mm-hmm. You've. You've done a lot to, I think, improve the industry, to give it real good credibility, you you probably have more success stories and testimonials than any other guru out there. Well, that's largely because most of the the older ones are dead. (laughs) But you should be really proud of that. I've I've been through your material, Ron. It's amazing. It's really good stuff. And I I highly, highly recommend to everybody listening to the podcast to... You think I should probably give away my uh, my real estate book? Well, want me to give a phone number out where people sure. can get my book for free? All right, right. What is that? Okay. All right, guys, get ready to write. You can call this number 24 hours a day. You're going to get an interactive voice response system. There are no humans on the other end of this line. Uh, and you'll get my book and a CD 
on how we make money in real estate today. The book is called uh, How to Be a Quick Turn Real Estate Millionaire in Any Economy. And the phone number is 800-497-3548. That's 800-497-3548. My book and CD free. 800-497-3548 to get his book and a free CD. Um, Ron Mm -hmm. has the special um, Ron's, R-O-N-S, dollar deal, Um, ronsdollardeal.com. That's a dollar to get your wholesaling course, right? Right, right. Got to download it. Okay, you got to download it. And then your... uh, Uh, Or or we'll ship it to you for some ridiculously cheap price if you'd rather not download it. All right. And your gold club, ronsgoldclub.com, that was $59 a Mm -hmm. month. Is that what you said? Well, that's on ronsdollardeal.com. Okay. Yes. Right. So you just 59 a month, no, 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 no long-term deal. This ain't AT&T. Good, good. Well, um, Ron, I sure appreciate your time. Let me time. give you one. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Can we give, well, we just happen to have our annual summit coming up. I don't know when you air this thing, but in January, on the 17th, we're going to have our annual summit in Daytona Beach, right on the ocean. Nice. And it's cheap. I mean, literally four and a half days of valuable training and uh, entertainment and uh, deal structuring. And we do, we'll do we do about 150 to 200 deals for students who bring us these leads in while they're there. And all that information can be had at RES 2017. That's Real Estate Summit RES 2017. So not hard to get on the planet, Ron, if you really want to get on there. RES2017.com. Correct. What do you what do you do Correct. at the summit? What 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 is the um, what do you teach? Oh man! Well, first of all, we're going to give away a brand new Camaro. Uh, we're going to give away a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. We have multiple classes on multiple subjects, half of which I'll be teaching. Um, basically, I take stuff that I know people need more of. We've got a contracts class. We got an entity structuring class. I got a uh, lease option class. I got a I got a I mean, think of something. I pretty much got a class on it. And then um, we're going to have um, a couple of, I mean, Vegas-type shows there, a banquet where we feed everybody on a banquet. and So it's nonstop training. But what, I'll tell you the most important thing we do is literally structure these deals for these students. They bring in leads, and RVAs will help them if they want. And literally, we spend a, a, an hour or two every single day going through their leads on stage and telling them exactly how to pull money out of them. And, and I mean, this is just mind-boggling how many deals we turn up during this thing. Several million dollars worth of front-end cash when these people go home and implement these leads. And and uh, we'll also be calling sellers live at this thing. I mean, literally picking up the phone and broadcasting the, both sides of the conversation over the loudspeaker while everybody's listening just to make sure wow. that wow. they know this is real. In fact, I have 12 mentors, that, that our mentors, that'll be there literally calling these leads for these students. And get this, Joe, they're going to tape every single call they make and email it to the student who brought the lead so the student can follow up on it when they leave. It's an incredible event. Amazing. Especially for 200, $297 uh, and $100 for the guest. That is our annual reunion. That, yeah. That is $297 a, plus $100 for the guest. That's incredible. Very good. And that'll be in Daytona Beach, Florida. It's beautiful there. Starts start January the 17th at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. That's when it starts. So it's all day, four and a half days. Yes. Excellent. Good. So, um, Ron, if it's all right with you, 
Um, I'd like you to – I, I want to ask you if you'd be willing to do a webinar to our audience and talk more in depth about these strategies, about how to do these kinds of deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, would mm-hmm. that be okay with you? I'd love to. Good. <laughs> Um, so guys, if you go to the show notes for this podcast, we'll get you more information on that webinar, when we'll do it. I'll need to talk to Ron after uh, we, we end this call here, but we'll get something on the calendar real soon. Uh, I want to make sure all of you guys uh, are going to be there for that webinar. Ron's going to dive into a lot more depth and detail about how he, how he does these deals, how he finds the sellers, how he finds the buyers, how the paperwork works and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, it'll be a really, really good webinar. And um, I'm hoping that you guys will get on board and uh, get on that webinar. Thanks again, Ron. Again, people, if you want to get a hold of his stuff, ronsdollardeal.com. You get his free course on wholesaling. You get a free book and CD on how to do the pretty house business at 1-800-497-3548. Again, 800-497-3548. I've seen Ron's stuff. I've been through it. It's phenomenal. Uh, I've, I've been to his classes. Uh, he's been doing this a long time, and I highly, highly recommend uh, Ron's programs. And I, by the way, Ron, I've talked to people that actually work with you today and worked for you in the past, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. I've asked all of them. I said, does Ron really do deals, or is he just saying that? And uh, they've all <laughs> said, yeah, he's really doing deals. He's really doing deals. I really am. I started rehab today, and... Frankly, I got a pretty house deal coming right up here. In fact, I just did a pretty house deal. I just com- just com- put a buyer in there uh, just recently and picked up thirty grand on that one. Nice, very good. All right, Alex, do you have anything else you want to ask Ron real quick before we uh, let him go? Uh, no questions, but uh, Ron is the first uh, real estate information that I picked up, uh, and frankly, that got me started and got me out of my. Uh, nine to five, or if you, if you want to call it that, and uh, really put me on a, a road to uh, this whole real estate game and how it uh, you know can radically change your life. So personally, thank you very much, sir. Yes. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to get the show notes, to get all the links that we talked about in this episode, realestateinvestingmastery.com, and we will see you guys later. Thanks a lot. Thank you.